Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio, episode number 76. Good to be here. Good to be back. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope these podcasts are opening up your mind, giving you new perspective, new things to think about, helping you relax a little bit, maybe not take life so seriously. Um, anyways, you guys have been pushing these podcasts out, and I greatly appreciate it. You know, that's really the best way podcast can grow is word of mouth. It's one of the best ways. Obviously, you can do a lot of different things. You can run ads, you can grow other platforms and get people into your podcast community. But word of mouth is so powerful and it brings the right people into the community. And I love this community and you guys are great and I want to keep growing it, but with the right people. So keep pushing it out there. Keep telling your friends about it. Uh, It really helps. And if you'd love my productivity journal, Um, it's, you know, if you have no idea what that is, it's just my system that I implement every day to get not just a lot of shit done, but the right shit done. Um, if you need help with focusing, not knowing like what you should be doing during the day, how how to, how to stay on track, et cetera, highly recommend the productivity journal. It's absolutely free. All you got to do is just leave a five-star written review, take a screenshot of it on Apple iTunes before you click submit, because whatever, for whatever reason, um, it just disappears and then it pops up later. So take a screenshot before you click submit and then send it to hello at zachkravitz.com. And then my support team, we will send you the productivity journal. And then if you're asking, well, I don't have Apple iTunes, you're good. Just send us the review at hello at zachkravitz.com as a written email. You don't have to, um, you don't, <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I just, I just realized I'm looking down. I should be looking at this camera. I got two cameras. I've got some notes here. Sorry, uh, those of you that are watching this on YouTube, but we're going to go on Instagram Live to kick this podcast off um, to get you guys involved a little bit more and and also answer your questions. So sorry if I'm looking all over the place. But anyways, get your uh, five-star written review in. And last announcement before we dive in is the Ready, Set, Launch training program is here and officially open and ready for you to sign up and enroll. Again, only selecting a small group, you're going to be a founding member. If this is something that you're committed to doing, building another revenue stream, doing it successfully, um, actually creating a sustainable revenue stream with a digital product, and that's something that you want to do and learn the proper way of doing it because there's there's a lot of people that are, you know, kind of spewing out nonsense information um, and coming from me. I've been doing it for a little over two and a half years now, and this is my career. This is what I do. Um, so I've learned I've learned a lot, especially to continue producing and, and growing as well. But if you don't have the proper plan in place or if you don't get the right information. Maybe you are reverse engineering somebody else. Maybe you see something the way they're doing it and you just copy it, or you are looking at kind of old marketing tactics. You know, at the end of the day, it's got to be aligned with you and it's got to be aligned with the people that you are serving. And there's a fine line between just kind of copying what other people are doing but you might be copying somebody that's doing something that's not working for them and you just don't know it. It might appear that it's working for them because I'm sure they're not going to want to look bad like, oh, yeah, my this was a failed launch. This was a failed product launch or whatever. Um, but you got to be really careful of that, okay? And I've, been, I've, I've done that before too, and their process didn't work for me. 
So how can we create a process that works for you? How can we make this seamless, sustainable, and make selling in alignment with you so it becomes easy and you don't feel like throwing up, right? Um, that takes work, but there's a specific, there's a, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it and there's no one size fits all. So if you want to create a digital product that not, not only impacts your life, but impacts the people that follow you or your future customers that just don't know about it yet, get inside, ready, set, launch. All you have to do is go to www.zachkravitzcoach.com slash ready, set, launch. We are closing the doors to registration on January 27th, or if it fills up before then, we're going to close it as well. And the spots are filling up. So get inside. Um, don't wait. That, the waiting thing that just never works. So with that said, let's do a little Instagram live, a little podcast, and let's get going. Let's go live, baby. We're going live. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Welcome. Welcome people. Actually, let me, let me write a little comment here. See if I can pin it. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? We got Justin Keanu in the house. What's up, homie? We got the people in. Guys, we are talking, we're, we're talking content ideas, content ideas, and is college right for you? And we are going to pin it. Hi, Connor. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, we're doing a little uh, Instagram Live podcast situation here. Um, so I'm looking at you. I'm looking at this camera. I've got a couple of notes because you guys asked some really good um you guys asked some really good questions, so I wanted to talk about some of those questions. But first of all, Instagram Live, I did it last week, and it was kind of a mess. It was kind of a shit show, in my opinion. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because, first of all, I was like all over the place. The audio, I ended up pausing the audio on because I, I recorded the audio externally. Then I've got my camera here, so I match up the audio and my camera pause that audio. Then what happened was the questions that came in, you guys were asking such great questions, but it was hard to keep track because of the comments. And then you were also asking questions on, there's like a little Q and a section on Instagram live. So that was, so I was going back and forth between that. Then people were requesting videos. I was like, what is going, how do I, how do I control all of this? So we got a better process. I, 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 created a, a little poll on Instagram, had you guys ask some questions. The two questions that we're going to talk about today are from Kevin Calamari. I hope I pronounced that right. Kevin Calamari and Lopez Visuals. These are really good questions. Um, Kevin asked about coming up with personal branding ideas and how, how do I come up with so many? And I think that's a really big question, a really popular question that a lot of people ask is how do you keep coming up with content ideas? Even Sam Newton, we were doing a podcast together and he was actually on the live the other day, he just popped on, but he's like, dude, I don't know how you come up with so many podcast episodes where it's just you talking. Like, how do you do that? So I want to, I want to talk about kind of my process and the, and the way I go about it. Um, and then Lopez visuals had a great question too. And I wanted to throw it in there because I haven't answered it in a, in a long time. And that is for someone aspiring to start a creative business, is college the right move or not? 
Right. That's a really popular question. So we're going to, we're going to attack those two today and yeah, we're, we're going to get into it. But the reason why I was talking about how Instagram was such a shit show last week is because you shouldn't let things be perfect before you start them, right? You got to get your hands dirty. Um, it's one of the biggest, I think, mistakes that creatives make is trying to make this perfect, perfect before getting it out. It just delays your content and it delays you entertaining somebody, helping someone, whatever your content is trying to do. You're just kind of delaying the inevitable. And the longer you end up waiting for it to be perfect, the harder it is to actually go into it. And sometimes it just falls flat and dies and you don't end up creating that piece of content. So I want to use myself as an example here. Like I didn't really have a plan for that last Instagram live. I didn't really have a plan for the way I'm going to organize things and it was a fucking mess but you know what that's okay i learned from it and now i've got a better setup here we're not going to make the same mistakes and well i'm going to continue making mistakes don't don't uh, get me wrong here but you learn from it and that's that's what being a creative that's what being a creative entrepreneur is all about is is taking those little get, it's about getting your hands dirty that's what i'm trying to say get your hands dirty just get into it don't have the perfect plan but then over time, you're going to start gaining more clarity, start getting more organized, and you're going to be able to – this stuff, this going on Instagram Live, maybe that scares you. It scares me sometimes. Um, you know, The more you just get your hands dirty and just get into it, it just gets so much easier and becomes more organized. And then, and then you know, long story short, you're, you're a thought leader in your space. People look up to you. You're teaching people, all that good stuff. So that's my that's my little uh, spiel. And the last thing before I dive into uh, this podcast and, the, and the, the questions here, I watched Tenet last night. And I know that's really like a super unpopular opinion of my thoughts, but I, I, I didn't like it. I, I need to watch it twice. Let me know in the comments if you guys watch Tenet and what you think because I fell asleep I fell asleep a couple times. I was really tired. I had a buddy come over and we watched it together. Kind of had like a boys night while Wix was just kind of reading in, in the other room. <laughs> but uh, I fell asleep once halfway through and then I fell asleep like the last 15 minutes. I don't think it was his best work, right? I don't think it competes with an interstellar. I don't think it competes with a dark night uh, and... and I don't, I don't even think it competes with uh, Memento. Memento, I don't know if you guys have seen that. It wasn't his best work. Anyways, that's all I got to say. I know that's an unpopular opinion. You can rip on me to shreds in the comments. I know it deserves a second watch, so I'm going to give it a second watch. Don't you worry. But anyways, unpopular opinion. That's it. That's my story. So let's start with the first question that we had from Kevin Calamari's. Coming up with personal brand ideas, how do I come up with so many? How am I so consistent with my content? Sometimes, the majority of the time, I'm very consistent with my content. But let's talk about what I do when I do get an idea because I think that's something extremely important is to have a process in place for when you do have those ideas pop in your head. What do you do? How do you take advantage of it? And I've made so many fucking mistakes on letting the idea slip and not writing it down 
just like when you wake up from a dream and it just slowly kind of evaporates. I don't know why we have this like this confidence that we're just going to remember this forever. I am always like I've made this mistake so many times where I I have been so frustrated because I've lost so many ideas. So the very first thing that I do when an idea pops up is I write it down. I use a notes app. Um, I, and then from my notes app, I throw it into an app called notion. So if you guys don't know what notion is I actually have a YouTube video out that breaks down my entire content calendar. Um, everything that everything from like scripting, like a video or scripting, like a post or, um, just keeping things organized and also repurposing content. That's something that I do all the time is I repurpose things that um, come from different platforms and stuff. So just to give you an, an example, most of the time, things start with my podcast because that's like a really big focus for me this year. And that's where a lot of my ideas kind of stem from in terms of just like the way I think. It always starts with the podcast. And if I can talk about a certain topic for a long period of time, kind of like I am right now, I can always take bits and pieces and turn it into other pieces of content on other platforms, whether I make it an Instagram post or I t with, with the actual video of this recording, I'm recording all of this right now, or something that I said, it can turn into just a caption on Instagram or an email. If you guys are on my email list, I'm always trying to repurpose stuff. So I'm not I'm not, I'm not like wasting so much of my brain power. You know, you don't have to make it so difficult on yourself, especially if you're on multiple platforms. I kind of recommend not being on multiple platforms and stretching yourself so thin. For example, this new app that just came out clubhouse or whatever. I've had a couple of people reach out to me and be like, yo man, you got to get on clubhouse. And I'm like, dude, if I get on another platform, I am going to jump off the ledge and just end it. Like I'm done. My brain can only take so much as a creator, maybe not a consumer. And that might change. Maybe, maybe clubhouse will be something I do in the future. Maybe it'll replace something. Maybe I'll outsource enough, create more enough time in my schedule and, um, and, and make room for it. You know what I mean? Um, but, but when people just jump to get on platforms, I, I've, I've been that person and, and I, and I, I, I don't recommend it. Wait, ask yourself what, what's the real, what's the real purpose here? What, what's my intention behind doing this? Um, anyways, I don't, I don't know where I, where I was content calendar. I don't know. I'm, I'm already losing my train of thought here, but go check out that YouTube video. It's called the content formula on my YouTube channel. It's Zach Kravitz. It's going to help you kind of break down how to organize your content, how, I like to repurpose certain things. It'll make your life easier. So I always write things down. So that's number one. Number two, what should you create? There's so many different avenues and directions that you can go. And it's really not up to me to recommend just a certain way because there's so many different ways to go about it. What I talked about a little bit last week on live was maybe stealing some things from other people and recreating certain things. And that's how I've learned as a content creator, as a filmmaker and a photographer, as I see something online, I recreate it. And if I can get it super close, 
I learned, I learned that new skill. Maybe it's like a certain time ramp or, or a certain cut. Maybe it's a, like editing to a certain song, whatever. I would go find movies, television shows, and I would recreate certain scenes and throw them into my vlogs. I've talked about this all the time. Um, but there needs to be that switch where you start to make it your own. And this is where kind of that magic happens. And, and this is where you and I will kind of differ off because nobody can be you. Um, you know, there's a lot of recycled information out there. You know, there's stuff that I talk about that I'm talking about with you right now. It's out there. But I talk about it in a different way because nobody else can be me. I've had my experiences. And the way I kind of convey that to you is going to be different from somebody else. If you're being authentic, if you're being vulnerable, you know, all those good things. So what you should create, it's so much easier to start with the end in mind. Maybe, maybe you've heard of this, maybe, maybe you haven't. Um, but when you have the end in mind, you have purpose, you have what, what is the main inspiration to doing this? And most of the time it comes down to who you're serving right? Cause you're serving someone like even, even you, you like photographers that are just putting like your port portfolio out there and stuff. Like you're still serving people. I, I don't think you, I don't think people truly re realize that you're still serving people. And I'll tell you why most content comes down to three categories, it comes down to entertainment, inspiration slash motivation, right? You kind of throw those two together and education, entertainment, motivation, education, that's kind of everything that, that comes, you can categorize everything that comes into it. So a photographer that's just posting their portfolio, you could be really motivating somebody and their work. And, and often, often time, most of the time, um, that's exactly what you're doing. But we've talked about this and, and I recommend going a little bit deeper and showing face and all those good things, but always start with the end in mind, who are you serving? What are you what are you helping your people with? And and also do you have some type of, of product or service? And that will also help a lot. But for me, and the way I think, obviously I'm I'm doing a lot of education stuff, kind of like right now. It's more like education. I was doing a lot of inspiration when I was coming out with the, those vlogs with my old Rambling Road vlogs and all that. Now I'm in a point where I'm trying to combine inspiration and now education. That's kind of like where my head's at. How, how can I start combining these things? Because that's when I think things will really kind of pop off. So those are though that that's kind of where my head's at just for like future content, you know, I kind of talked about, yeah, I might start my my vlog again, um, get that going, but it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same. If I do end up doing it, there's going to be maybe a lot more education and combining these certain things, motivation and, and entertainment and, and things like that. But the way I think the way I create to answer Kevin's question, more specifically is my a good rule of thumb to have i've talked about this a good rule of thumb to have is your audience is about 3 years behind where you're where you are right now not everybody but i think the majority the bulk your audience is about 3 2 maybe maybe 2 to 4 years if you want to if you want to be safe with it so a lot of the things that i post and produce is just my experiences right because my experiences 
I know someone's going to connect with it and then be able to learn from maybe a mistake that I made or something like that. So if I, if I go through something hard, if I go through something enjoyable, anything that I think can relate to you guys with, with my experiences, I'm going to post about it, whether it's a story or, or whatever. All right. Especially if it's like a period of growth that I'm currently in because it's difficult, right? I'm, I'm having to become someone that I'm not used to becoming because I haven't been that person yet, right? And that's with all of us. We all have to embody somebody that's bigger than who we are to get more results. I've talked about that all the time. Another thing that I do that's huge that I don't think a lot of people are doing as, as much as maybe they think is educating themselves, education. I'm always trying to educate myself. A lot of my content ideas come from the books that I read, come from the podcasts that I listen to, come from all kinds of different sources of things that I consume. I try not to consume all the time, but when I do, when it's time for me to just kind of step away, escape, I read, I whatever it is, um, listen to a podcast in the morning, I'll ideas come flowing. You know, when I've, 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 there's been a period of time where I stopped reading, I stopped listening to audiobooks. I don't know. I just wasn't into it. I was in this period of like, what the hell? I, I don't know what to create. I haven't, I hadn't posted in a while. I'm like, I, I just, I'm stuck. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to share. I wasn't educating myself. I wasn't reading. I wasn't consuming certain things that are good for the brain. There's things that aren't good for the brain too, but I wasn't, I wasn't making that effort right? So education is huge. If you feel stuck right now on what you should be creating, read a book, watch some, watch a podcast, watch some type of educational piece and talk about it. It's huge. Pain points. Pain points is another one. What do, what do I mean by pain points? Kind of similar to what I was talking about with my experiences, but everybody goes through some, some, hard shit and not a lot of people are talking about it so one of the easiest ways to separate yourself on these platforms is talk about rough times right it's relatable it's real people want to connect with relatability they don't want to connect with some perfect image that we see on instagram or whatever it's 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 toxic nobody nobody wants to to consume that or or consume that for a long period of time because then they start feeling shitty about themselves the easiest way to connect with someone is be vulnerable and talk about some 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 pain points that you might be going through. Vulnerable moments. So I have a story. I've talked about it on this podcast. I've got a story where I've lost 20 terabytes of footage. I had zero client leads and my bathroom exploded all in like the singing kind of period of time. And I was actually on a few podcasts last week. I was a guest a guest on a bunch of podcasts last week. And I think three, not, I was on, I was on my buddy Edward Lee's podcast. He didn't ask me, but, but three out of the four podcasts, they asked about that story because they wanted to know what the hell was going on there because people get interested in that shit. It's relatable, right? So yeah, I talked about that. I talked about the mental struggles that I had during that period of time, getting refunds, refunds, Bad, poor client relationships. Like if you have a bad experience with a client, obviously you're not going to share names and things like that, nor should you. Um, but you could still talk about that experience and not name any names. Imagine how many connections you'd make, how many people will 
will send you a direct message, comment on your post where you talk about a shitty experience that you had with a client. That's so fucking relatable because everybody goes through it. You know, for me to tell you, I've had zero refunds. I've had zero client experiences, like zero bad client experiences is bullshit. It's not real. Um, so pain points is is important, and I, and I think not a lot of people are, are are doing that enough. And I think it's a very easy way to to start connecting with people. You know, a, a big reason to start growing a platform. Yes, it's important for business and and um, um, and getting your message out there, and especially if you have a product, that growth is important. But it's also good for just making relationships and making friends, right? I think I've talked about this on on the podcast. So anyways, pain points, that's big. So what do we have so far? Experiences, education, pain points. Another thing is objections. People will object to things that you might say or, or thoughts and beliefs that you might say. And what if you kind of flipped it and gave them a new perspective to think about? This, this I think, is, is better for if you have a digital product, right? So something that I'm going to be teaching in um, Ready, Set, Launch, um, which is coming out tomorrow, actually. Be on the lookout for that if you want to create and launch your own digital product. But something that I teach in there and, and, and something that helps with really good content and content that connects with people and actually can convert people to, to buy your product is objections. Basically what that means is when you say something and then they have this thought of, well, what if that doesn't work for me? Right. That's a, that's a piece of content. That's, that's a Instagram post. That's a podcast. Well, what if this doesn't work for me? And then you talking, well, it actually could because here's why. Right. So something that I'll do is one of one of my objections for this new training that I'm putting out is well I don't have a big audience at all actually I don't have an audience period this this how can I sell a product if I don't have an audience that's a huge objection and also a huge myth that's a great post to make for a podcast Instagram post YouTube video um you better believe that I'll be making a post about this at some point so what I would say for them is, well, actually, in reality, if you do it right, your product can actually grow your audience. And here's why. You know, every time I launch a product, I'll grow 1,000 followers, 1,500 followers. I'll grow my email list. I'll grow um, all kinds of leads and things because of the way I set it up. When I, when I come out with like a, a free workshop for people, people that don't even know who I am sign up for that workshop. When you um, start running Facebook ads, if that's something that you want to do, or Google ads or affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing, people are going to be posting about you to their audiences and they're, you're going to be getting their audience in return. When you go on somebody else's podcast or I have somebody else on my podcast, we're starting to mix audiences together, right? So it, that is, an, that is a, a classic example um, of taking an objection that somebody might have a difference of an opinion, or maybe it's not even real. It's a myth that they have and showing why that's actually not the case and, and talk about that experience. So kind of to break down 
Kevin's question here is having a system in place to collect your ideas, having a bank of ideas. Um, that's number one. Number two is starting with the end in mind. Who are we serving? Do I have a product? Is there a certain type of community that I'm trying to create? I'm not trying to connect with everybody. I'm trying to connect with a very specific person that I know is going to be that's going to connect with what I'm saying and then I'll be able to help them with my free content and with my paid services and with my, my, my products and things like that. Right. Um, and then, and then the content ideas that you can come up with is experiences, pain points, objections, education, um, making it your own, taking stuff from other people, twisting it, making it your own. Um, and another thing, actually just a side note, this was a conversation that I had with, uh, with Lewis house. Um, because I was at the time that I started working with him and doing client work with him, he, I, I was, I was still growing my YouTube channel. That was like my main focus almost pretty much. And I'm like, Hey, like what, you know, what, what should I be doing to really grow my channel? And he talked about coming up with a challenge. People love to witness a challenge and that couldn't be like more spot on. And then I and then I started kind of opening my eyes to to the way other people were creating their content on YouTube, and a lot of them came from creating this type of challenge. What happens in a challenge? When you when you challenge yourself to do something, what happens? You either fail or you succeed at it. And it doesn't really matter in my opinion which one you do. Because people want to see see it through to the end. They want to see the journey of you going through that challenge, right? And I think a great example of this is, is Matt Diavella. Matt Diavella blew up. And I think he started to blow up when he really kind of did these small little challenges. Taking a cold shower for 30 days. That's a journey, that's a challenge. That's a, a starting point and an end point. And really people want to watch that through what happened. Did he make it? Did he fuck up? Did he quit? You know, people don't care if they, if he quits or not, he just, they just want to see what the ending is. So I think that's like, if you want to start thinking outside of the box, come up with a, come up with a challenge of some sort. I think that could be, that could be clutch. Okay. So I, I, I hope that answered Kevin's question. I've been talking for like 25 minutes or so. I think that's solid. I'm going to open it up to some questions um, on Instagram live. So if you guys want to stick around, I'm going to, I'm going to have you guys ask some questions if, if we don't run out of time here, but let's, let's move on to Lopez visuals. Lopez visuals asked, for someone aspiring to start a creative business, is college worth it? Is college worth it? What do you guys think? Is college worth it? Yes, no, maybe so. College, 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 college. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. I didn't, I didn't have a good college experience. Even if I did have a really good college experience, I still think my opinion would hold true. It would be about the same. I think college is good for a few reasons really quick. Number one, if you need to get a specific degree to get a specific job, college is clutch. You need that degree to get the specific job. 
You know this. I think college is also good if you have no idea who you are as a person and who you want to become. I think college is great. But there's, there's, there's a but with that. And this is kind of where maybe things get a little controversial. I think college is good for that person that doesn't know who he is or who he or he or she, excuse me, he or she wants to become if they don't have to pay for it. Because I think there's a lot of better options out there that doesn't cost 30, 40, 50, 60 grand to get a certain experience that college provides, right? Because I think I think the biggest um one of the biggest uh arguments is that it's it's a community um, you get to meet like-minded people it's all everyone's together and things like that and that's great but I think there's other ways that you can go about doing it Gary V talks about this all the time actually I I um, I, I agree with what he talks about and how you can kind of you can create that community you can go and travel and get those experiences and pay a quarter of the price that a university costs right for me, I had I had a terrible. I, I did not have a good experience. It just it just was not. It, it wasn't it wasn't for me. Um, could I have done something differently? I don't know. Maybe. But just to give you an example of kind of what my experience is, this is kind of a funny story that I just wanted to talk about because I was asked about this um, on a couple other podcasts that I was on last week, but I just, I just want to give you an idea of who I was as a student, right? So I went to Marquette university. It's a a Milwaukee school. Anybody from Marquette or anybody from Milwaukee or in that area, let me know in the, in the comments, um, on live here. Um, I got into the business school. I don't know why I chose business again, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was trying to become. My parents really encouraged me to go. Um, so, you know, I, I, ha- I had to go. And I think, I think my mom and I had a conversation um, earlier during the year, like my freshman, sophomore year. And, and she basically told, she gave me an ultimatum. She's like, if you can tell me exactly what it is that you're trying to strive for and do and, and know basically know exactly what you're going to do if, if you were to drop out, for example. Um, tell me right now, and we'll talk about it. And I think at the time that she asked me that question, I didn't really have a solid answer. So that's that was that was a big reason as to, to why I stayed in school. Because I still, even though I was in the fitness space, I was starting YouTube then, I, I knew I wanted some type of business. I knew I was an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted my own business. I knew that. I just, I didn't have a clue as to what that looked like yet. So I couldn't give her that answer. I couldn't give her uh, the proof that she needed, right? I get I get the question a lot as to like, you know, my parents don't believe in me with uh, this path that I'm that I'm choosing. They don't believe in me with uh, you know being a videographer, photographer, having my own business. They think I should get a nine to five. You know, the best way you can kind of stop those arguments is by putting in the work and showing them that paycheck, showing them the results that you're getting. That's, I mean, maybe it depends on on your parents, but as soon as I started showing my parents after college, which feels like a century ago, even though it wasn't that far off. As soon as I started showing them 
my results and hey i got this client hey i'm traveling to go work with this person they're like whoa that's this is this is a possibility they start you know like their eyes started opening like oh this is something that maybe is sustainable right because your parents want to keep you safe right that everybody wants security and they want certainty there's no such thing right but we create things in our heads that it it we we try to give ourselves as much certainty as possible. And our parents just want to give that for us. It's all out of love at the end of the day, right? So anyways, getting back to my stupid story, my silly story, just to give you an idea of the type of person I was, um, a lot different than, than I am now. So I got into to the business school at Marquette. I had just broken up with my girlfriend, <laughs> sad Zach. Uh, I, I had been dating her for a year. She broke up with me. That's fine. I actually think it's harder if you had to break if you have to break up with someone than they break up with you. Um, so it was kind of a blessing. But she broke up with me. Sad Zach, um, single, ready to mingle. So I, <laughs> I get to orientation at Marquette, and there's these two pretty girls there. And obviously, single Zach, you know, hey, college, this is great. Um, and they start talking. We start we start developing a, a a friendship or whatever. And I find out that they're in biomedical science, which is a pre med track. Okay. Again, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm trying to be. I don't know what my path looks like. But here are these two pretty girls saying, "Yeah, we're in biomedical science. Like we're we're becoming dentists." And, and those, those of you that, that know Marquette, Marquette has like one of the top dentistry schools in the world. Like it's, it's top, it's up there. I don't know if it's the best, but I just know it's up there. So I'm like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Like you guys have your life completely figured out already. And I'm like, I don't even know how to tie my shoes. Not really. But, um, so, so we get started. I'm like, okay, bye, Michael. That, that sounds good to me. You know, I'm in health. I'm in fitness, you know, pre-med, like, what if I just became a doctor? Like I could do this. Like <laughs> that's where my head was at. And so I ended up switching majors to, you know, establish more of a friendship with these girls. It just sounded good. Right. So I switched majors. I went from the business school to biomedical science, um, in like the matter, in, in a matter of like a couple days, it didn't take long. And my first semester, I had to take chemistry and I had to take biology in the same semester as a freshman, all right? Long story short, I get on academic probation. I had a 1.6 GPA and I get called into the dean office because I don't know if, this, if it's like this in every school, but when you get below a 2.0, you get sent to the dean's office and they're basically asking you, what the fuck are you doing? So, uh, I get sent to the Dean's office and they tell me if I get below a 2.0 GPA next semester, they're kicking me out of school. So that was a shock to the system. And obviously there's a lot of tears after that moment. I, I just remember leaving the Dean's office and, and I'm just like, I'm trying to hold in my tears. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to be okay. My parents are going to kill me. Like whatever. So long story short. I keep saying that long story short, but I'm trying to break this down really quickly here. Um, so I obviously I didn't want to get kicked out of school. My parents would have would freaking killed me. 
And so I thought of the easiest major I could think of after hearing what other people, you know, are talking about. I'm like, I come up with advertising. Advertising is so simple. Um, so I, so I switch majors again and I get into the advertising school of communications or, or the communication school majored in advertising. And then I also minored in graphic design. And this was kind of the start of that, like more artsy version of me and, and getting to things that I was actually interested in. That's who I was as, as a student, I was very, um, you know, influenced. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. Oh, advertising. That's the easiest thing I can think of. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't know what I was trying to do. I was just trying to survive really. But I also did figure out, I had a lot of valuable lessons. I learned exactly, you know, what I didn't want. And those were quality experiences. But again, getting back to the whole point of this is if you want to start a creative business, is college good? You know, if you have no idea who you are and you really don't know the direction you want to take and you don't have to pay for it, then maybe it is an, an, an option for you because you will learn about yourself and, and learn how to deal with certain situations that do help later in life. But there's a quote that I want to read to you that I think will, will give you even better context to my thoughts on this. And that is the difference between school and life in school, you're taught a lesson and then you're given a test, but in life you're given a test that teaches you a lesson. If that doesn't summarize this in a beautiful way, I don't know what will. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, the stuff that you learn as a creative entrepreneur like myself, like you'd never learn this in school. That's just not the way it's set up. It's set up in a very specific way. It keeps you in, in, in kind of a box in a, in, in, in a, in a, in a way. Um, and it's made for, I think, in my opinion, it's made for a very specific type of person. It's not made for everybody. Um, it wasn't really made for me, I feel like. Um, so I don't, I don't regret it at all. I had moments where I called my parents. I'm like, I, you got to get me the fuck out of here. Like, I'm depressed. Like, I hate this. Like, this is not for me. Um, but again, I couldn't give them that proof of I know the direction I want to go and so it just didn't it just didn't make sense I didn't have the clarity that I needed um and I was blessed I didn't have to pay for school straight up super blessed you know if I had to pay for school I still have this conversation with my mom occasionally because she still believes in education I think I've kind of I've, I've kind of you know opened her eyes to a, a different perspective um, because this generation is very entrepreneurial, right? Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur these days, but we have this conversation and um, I, I don't know. I, I forgot where I was going with that. I, I just, I just forgot, just went over my head, but um, maybe it'll, it'll pop in my head later, but that, but that's pretty much it. Th those are the two questions I wanted to cover today. Um, do you guys have any questions in the comments here before I hop off and before we, uh, yeah, just before I hop off, if you guys have a question, you can pop it in the comments, but this is something that I want to do. I want to, I want to create podcast. I want to create more podcasts and I want to get you guys involved. I am testing this out. See if we like it or not. Um, you guys let me know if this is something that you really enjoy? Do you like seeing these things? I'm not, I'm not really used to this. 
Um, I'm used to filming my little video here with my mic and then just kind of looking up into the clouds and getting lost in my own thoughts. And that's kind of what I've gotten good at in, in creating these podcast episodes. I'm not used to seeing comments and shit and, um, it's just, it's just a different thing. So I have to get used to it. But if you guys really enjoy this, you guys seeing a live podcast, you want to get into, um, um, you want to get involved. You want to get your questions answered, like we did for Kevin and, and Lopez Visuals. Like, let's let's keep this thing fucking going. Um, find super deals. What mic are you using? This is a Shure S H U R E Shure S M Seven B. It's the dumbest fucking name in the world, right? Sure. So this is backwards, but that's how you that's how you spell it. <laughs> And maybe you guys will learn how much of a freaking weirdo I am. Um, any questions before before I go here? I think I think we nailed that one. I think uh, I think that gave some good perspective. We got Luke in the building. Value in school. Definitely have different perspectives now. Hit it on the head, my guy. Dope. Luke is a great guy to reach out to because he's gone through school. I think Luke. I feel like you're following a very similar path that I took, at least from what I see. Although you had a lot more college debt. I didn't have any college debt, so you had to go through a lot more than I did. So Luke and I have a great podcast together. Um, if you guys want to dive even deeper on the subject of school and um, different perspectives about that and, and the, the journey of a videographer. And um, Luke has gone through a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, difficulty and, um, and it's a good story. So check that out. I mean, I'm just looking at some questions here. Um, <laughs> Living Proof Films. So you have any of the individuals that have taken your course, that have given some testimonials, or like someone who has become more successful with their craft after taking your course? Of course we do. Otherwise, I wouldn't sell it, my friend. Um, Luke was someone that was in the Creator's Blueprint. Luke, if you're still on pop in and, 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 and just, you know, you can let them know, but, but in all honesty, I post them all the time. You can go on my Instagram and go to the creator's blueprint and you can start swiping through like the highlights of what I'm talking about. We've had so many different types of people that have success stories. Um, and that's why that's the only reason why I'm continuing to do this. Otherwise I wouldn't sell it or I would make major changes and then come back out and, and then, and then offer it again. I don't offer it all the time. Um, and there's updates that are always being made to it. Um, if, if there are any members on that, they can attest to the updates that we do make. Um, and this new program that I'm coming out with is like, a fraction of what the creator's blueprint is. So if you do want to just see how I work and some of the value um, that I give through those programs and the business, um, that could be a good entry point for you to check that out. And that comes out tomorrow. Um, but we've had, we've had creatives that have been in thousands of dollars of debt that are now out of debt and are profitable. Now we've had creatives that, We've also, you know, what's interesting. We've had creatives that find out that, you know what? I don't actually want to have a creative business. And then they end up getting a creative director role at, at some, at some other, um, office at, at, a, at another company, still a creative role, but decided that, you know, that wasn't the path they wanted to choose just yet. 
And we also have creatives that are, are I'm not going to spend so much time just plugging it, but since you asked, we do have creatives at so many different levels, the beginning stage, because I've designed it in a way that helps you gain clarity, just gives you massive amounts of clarity, finds your purpose, finds why you want to do what you want to do in the first place. Um, and then we have people that are further along that want to scale and, and, and get more clients and, and produce more revenue. Um, and, get freedom back in their life. And that's what it's all about. What was the biggest personal challenge that you overcame when transitioning to full-time creative? That's a great question. Sorry for your ears. If you're listening to headphones in this, I just whistled into the mic. What was the biggest personal challenge that you overcame? Oh, I, I mean, there's so many different ways I can attack that, but I think knowing, just knowing that I can do it. And then if I get into a situation that becomes tough, I knowing that I can get out of it. Right. I think, I think one of the hardest things is, is just stepping your foot into it because I've worked with a lot of creatives where, and this is kind of interesting. Let's, let's just paint two pictures really quick. One person decides that they're full time and the other person did not decide that they're full time and they're producing the same amount of revenue. Think about that for a second. One person decides that they're full time and the other person decides that they are not and they make the same amount of money. And I say that because there is no right time. You just have to step in. And that's kind of why I decided to move out of my parents right away and get an apartment that scares me and challenge me, challenges me to, um, to just go all in, just do it. You know, as soon as you start getting like a plan B is when you don't give it your full 100% commitment. So I know that's kind of a lame answer, but it's, it's kind of the truth where, being a hundred percent committed was probably the biggest challenge because of that fear of not making it. And you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what's the worst that could happen? And then, you know, just kind of reverse engineer. What really is the worst that can happen? You know, for me, like, let's say nobody buys anything from me anymore. They don't buy a coaching program. They don't buy, um, you know, a guy or any, any of my products, right? What is the worst thing that's going to happen if they don't buy anything for, you know, a year or whatever, I'm not going to be homeless. Um, I'm still going to be able to pay for certain things like, you know, reverse engineer what the worst thing is, is going to happen. It's, I, it might, it, there's a good chance it'll make you feel a lot better about it. Like, Life still keeps on moving. You will figure it out. And what's cool is now that if I were to just kind of fail and flop or whatever it is that I do, I have done this long enough now where I've built up the skills that I can get out of certain situations because I know how to solve problems. I know how to solve problems for other people. Like if I didn't sell another product, I could start working with clients again. I mean, there's just, there's options. So ask yourself, what, what's the worst thing that can happen? You might figure out, Hey, um, you know, this isn't really as big of a deal as I thought, you know, it's, this whole thing is a mental game. And that's why I'm so, I know I beat a dead horse with these things. Um, but it all stems, it, it's all, it's all in the head. 
that's that's it. The 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 process of business, the process of getting clients. You know, we know what to do. You know, yeah, there's some strategies and things like that. But at the end of the day, you still got to make that FaceTime call. You still got to talk with people. You still got to, you know, those things like people know those things. It's not that difficult. Yes. Again, there's strategies. You can, you know, produce more revenue. There's upsells, downsells. You can create packages, you know, whatever. Um, But the process of business is simple. And I like to relate it to losing weight. The process of losing weight is simple, but executing it is so damn difficult because of what's up here. We get in our own way. We get in our own head. I can easily not do this Instagram live. I could be like, oh, like no one's going to show up. No one's going to be on here. Why am I wasting my time? Nobody cares. You know, that's all up here. That's just a story that I'm making up, right? When people, maybe 500 people watch this later, get impacted by it. I'm also creating this as a podcast. So a lot more people are going to watch it, not just live. But you get what I mean. It's all up here. We get in our own way. Sorry, that was a really long, long fucking answer there. Corey, all in. Shout out to Corey, man. That guy, Corey is so talented. Every time I see a project that he's a part of, um, I'm just like, wow, that's that's another next level project. Huge shout out to to Corey. Oh, we got Jared. Jared and I went to high school together. Shout out to Jared. Um, what's up, man? It's been a while. I, uh, I hope you're doing well. Much love, homie. I think that's it. Okay, that, that's it. We're good. We, we crushed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to do more. If you need anything, hit me up. Send me a DM. Ready, set, launch. If you want to learn how to create a digital product, launch it successfully. Create a sustainable source of income for yourself. That's coming out tomorrow. And this offer that I'm, that I'm giving you guys, you're not going to see it ever again. So if you want to get in this, Check it out. Send me a DM. Talk to me. I'll I'll send you a little voice memo, give you a little more detail. I want you to feel comfortable with it, but I also want you to be kind of nervous too because then you're going to take it more seriously. So check it out. If you do want to create and launch a digital product successfully and and do it in a way that's in alignment to you and in in alignment with your future customers, your audience, and not be all salesy and markety, there's a really powerful way to do this the right way. That works for your brand. This is not a, a just a blanket one way to do it, and that's it. Um, and we can we can dive more into it. You know, following the the strategy. Like I used to be such a strategy guy, right? Oh, if I just follow the strategy, I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Not every strategy is gonna work just because it worked for somebody else. Like I, I see a lot of people try to reverse engineer what I'm doing with my products and things. What if what I'm doing ain't working? Then you're reverse engineering what I'm doing that never worked. So you got to be careful with with reverse engineering uh, what other people are doing or, or you know just trying to follow the strategy. It has to align with your brand. It has to align with your audience, your customers, your future customers. And I forgot the other thing I was going to say. Shit. Well, that's part of it too. You got to make some mistakes. Anyways, (laughs) hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, Be ready on the lookout for tomorrow for the Ready, Set, Launch program. Very excited about it. And I hope you enjoyed this. Got a lot from it. And I will see you later. Adios. 
Bye-bye. Adios. Bye-bye. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.